Okay, so here's my favourite economy. I'm reading this while my little boy plays with cardboard and a chair on the ground below me. My favourite economy takes place through four short chapters. Chapter one. I keep telling myself there are no rules. No rules about how to be an artist and no rules about how to be a parent. That is what I want to believe. And faith is a powerful thing. It's up to me to shape my life as an artist and my life as a parent into what I want them to be. It's not simple or easy or perfect, nor is it without outside influence. And it's not entirely in my control. But it isn't impossible. More absurd things happen all the time. Come on. An amazing Chinese curator recently asked me if I was having a second child. I said I wasn't sure and she urged me to do it. I wish I had to, she said. But what about art, I asked. She laughed and said parenting only makes us more disciplined in our work. Chapter 2 I've been thinking about ways to sustain my creative practice and be a mum. How in the world do I make enough money in the arts to look after my family and myself and keep doing what I believe in? I heard Nicole Barakat on this Favour Economy talk about making a living not from her art but from being an artist. That made a lot of sense to me. It's about diversity and flexibility. I always found the culture around artist-run spaces in Australia where artists had to pay to show their own work crazy and unsustainable. Really early on, even before I finished my undergrad, I decided to step out and find ways to show my work elsewhere, outside of the gallery if I had to. I also went overseas quite quickly after my undergrad and on an artist residency. It opened the world to me. I realised the art world was far, far bigger than Sydney. The last 10 months, I've been showing work three times a week in a newspaper in Kashmir, circulating my work to thousands of people in the most densely militarised place in the world. It's been one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. Bravery is also important and to stick close to what feels right, but also to be clear about what we've put in the public domain. Chula, here. But it's also important to be clear about what we put in the public domain because our work can take on a life of its own and this has consequences. Chapter three. Someone else told me recently, after becoming a mother, that I had to tell the truth about time. How fantastic, how simple, and yet how difficult. How do we tell the truth about time? what's really possible to do in a particular time frame. It's important to think about. I often overload myself with things to do. I'm now trying to tell the truth about time in my day to day. And in doing so, I'm learning to use my time effectively, but to also value it and to also let go of things that I can't do. Chapter four. Being a mum and being an artist are invisible kinds of work. 
people, particularly in the West, don't really view motherhood as an appropriate thing to dedicate your life towards. Parenting is not valued as much as I believe it should be. Neither is art. So just about all my energy go into things that the world around me doesn't always take very seriously. And that creeps inside you. I finished my undergraduate 10 years ago and I've only just started being able to introduce myself as an artist when people ask me what I do. It took a lot of work to defy that little voice inside that whispers, artist? Really? So what do we do about it? On another person's wonderful advice, I recently made myself a gorgeous business card. It says artist and writer and cultural producer. We need to start taking ourselves seriously, valuing our own work if we want others to. Apparently Nick Cave gets dressed in a suit and carries a briefcase to his studio every day. I like that a lot.